Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Two-Headed Game Master. I'm Cosmo, the first head. And I'm Dane, the banana head. <laughs> I am a banana! I get it. Because of what we're talking about. Two-Headed Game Master is a podcast about writing, designing, running, and playing role-playing games where we discuss our favorite hobby, share our thoughts with you, and play some games sometimes. Uh, Dane, what are we talking about tonight? Well, tonight's going to be uh, tips and tricks. An old TNT mm-hmm. about maybe do split the party? Do? Do? With a, yeah, with a question mark. Uh, <laughs> so... It's a it's an old adage of tabletop role playing RPGs to never split the party. Uh, you probably heard it if you played, uh, or maybe you know, maybe you haven't. I don't know, but I, I feel like it's it's fairly commonly said. Oh, it's definitely in the memeiverse for sure. So never split the party. But today we're going to examine that concept and maybe find some reasons why maybe you should split the party. So, let's get into it. What are we What are we going to talk about? Well, let's talk about where that comes from in the first place. You know, why not to split the party? Mm-hmm. Why do people say that? Why is that a thing? Right. Then we're going to go counter and say reasons why you do split the party. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be pushing back against this adage, um, and then we're gonna give you a few tips on how. Uh, this is a tips and tricks for the game master primarily because, well, we'll get into it. So let's talk about reasons why not to split the party. From what I've seen and learned, it seems like the main reason historically why you don't split the party is for combat balancing. It creates, um, it can create some situations that are more dangerous than they were maybe intended to be. Uh, they can you can you can put your player character in undue danger if you split off from the rest of your party. If everyone's not together, you run into stuff that's not balanced for you. And right, because that's you know for every person not in your party who's in the combat, right? That's another turn where damage could have been being dealt to the yeah. monster that's another target for the monster mm-hmm. and so. you're soaking up all of the monster's damage rather than mm. spreading it out across the party whatever um i do feel like that's less of a big deal now it obviously is a big deal in like you know gritty dungeon crawling and you know dungeons and dragons specifically where like you build quote unquote legal encounters based on party composition mm-hmm. and level a lot of games these days are much more narrative focused than they are on like the gritty tactical. Yes. So, yeah. But that is, I think, the primary historical reason why this adage is so common. Mm-hmm. And another one uh, is just it's it's more work for the GM, right? Yep. They got to juggle essentially separate sessions, right? Like, oh, you guys are over here doing this stuff. Uh-huh. And I got to keep that in my brain while then I also have to run you guys over here doing another thing. So I got to keep two separate things in the air at the same time. Right. And juggling's hard. I never learned how to juggle. So, <laughs> um, yeah. Why make juggling harder on yourself than it has to be? I think that is that is a reason that persists. 
as a game master, why give yourself a bunch more work? Why increase the processing load on your mm-hmm. brain to what what we said, essentially run multiple sessions at once. It's a little tricky. Yes. Uh, and then also it can be boring for players, right? Because while I'm focusing on like these three over here, the other two are like, well, I mean, we can't do anything yet. We can, yeah, what we, we got do? our move and that's all we can do. Right. We just got to wait for the game master to get back to us. Right. And that is not fun. We talked about that in another tips and tricks, or it might not have been a tips and trick, but like uh, in our etiquette. In our sports episode. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> we we talked about the idea that like you want to you want to maximize players' playing time. And we'll get to that more. But, Mm -hmm. yeah. So, combat balancing, additional work, mental work for the game master, and it can be boring for players. These are all legitimate reasons why not to split the party and why that is a, you know, a motto. Why it's a saying. In the tabletop role-playing hobby. Never split the party. Okay, now we're going to fly in the face of that. (laughs) Um, Okay, reasons why do split the party. As a direct uh, counter-argument to the combat balancing one, while you do proportionately increase the danger, you could be proportionally increasing the reward. If you are playing a gritty dungeon crawling game that is about killing monsters and getting gold and experience, you're getting more of that for yourself. If you and a buddy sneak off to fight something you maybe shouldn't fight, well, you kind of, you got the rights to the rewards Mm -hmm. if you succeed. Right, like your other party members don't know what you got. Yeah, and they probably know if you, yeah. you're like you're sitting in the same room playing the same game together, but like their characters aren't in the same room, so you can like your character can take the good loot for themselves. Um or it doesn't have to be that cutthroat. It could just be like, well, you know, I'm the one who did most of the work. I lay claim to this nice sword. Mm-hmm. Type of thing. Um I mean, a split party is also, it's, you know, like I said, dangerous, mm-hmm. right? So it increases the drama, increases the danger. But it also can increase the, the narrative stakes. Yeah. Uh, a lot of opportunity for narrative drama. Like, you know, you hear, so like you guys split in the dungeon. A couple mm-hmm. people go right, a couple people go left. And then like you hear sounds of battle coming from the left. And you're like, oh, no. Mm-hmm. Our boys. And if you're trying to create drama, like as a game master, maybe the players don't make the decision to split the party. Maybe you separate them with a cave-in, like in uh, you know the Secret Tunnel episode of Avatar. Yeah. And you force that on them, and you're like, oh no, you hear these two guys in a fight over here, mm-hmm. and they probably need help. You can't know what's going on over there, but you just, like, you hear that there's something going on. The drama stakes get risen, they get increased, and the other half of the party is like, shit, we got to find a way around. How are we going to get to this area? Mm -hmm. And now they're doing something different. They're trying to, like, 
you know, navigate the maze or whatever while the other like, split you know, part of the party is in find, a combat. Find the lever that stops the, the ceiling spikes from lowering on their teammates mm-hmm. in the room that's locked yeah. or something like that, right? So, danger, yeah. You can increase danger and reward. Separate from danger, you can also use the mechanic of a split party to dial up the drama. They often go hand in hand, but specifically in terms of the narrative, you can you can ratchet it up a little bit mm-hmm. if you put an obstacle, a physical divider, whether it just be distance or a cave-in, whatever, between one half of the party and another. Right, and it's just, it's a little more realism, right? Like, there are just some times where you have to split up yeah. on an adventure. Like, it just, it happens all the time. Uh, two things need to get done at the same time. Mm-hmm. You can't be in two places at once, except for you can because there's five of you or yeah. four of you or whatever. So a couple of you can go do this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, cool Star Wars example, I guess, is like the whole second half of Return of the Jedi. You know, you got a space battle going on. That's completely separate, right? Mm-hmm. Like dogfighting, flying your spaceship, avoiding lasers. That's completely separate from the commando mission down in the forest, which later is also completely separate from Luke on the Death Star having his own thing. Mm-hmm. But all three things are happening at once. Giving your players an opportunity to you know, use their uniqueness in ways that, you know, they might not. If you're all in the same room fighting a big troll, Mm -hmm. you know, everyone is going to do the same thing. They're going to try and, like, maneuver and do damage. Right. And, like, you know, it breaks up, uh, you know, the the rut combinations, right? So, like, oh, my support character, the best thing for them to do is, like, always buff the the DPS character, Mm -hmm. right? Oh, well, what happens when they're split up? The mm-hmm. support character is going to be like, well, they usually do all the damage, but they're but I not can't, here right yeah, now. I can't cover so... them. How am I going to use my abilities? Mm-hmm. And then, like, the, the damage doer is going to be like, fuck. Mm-hmm. I do so much more damage when I'm with, with Who's-Its, but, like, now we're split up, so I got I to gotta think about a different way to approach the problem. Yeah. Um. There's also, like, there are aspects of characters that don't get used very often. Like, one that I really like. I wrote Dwarf in this example, but I think a better example, if we're talking about Dungeons & Dragons, a better example is a halfling or a gnome because mm-hmm. they actually have, they're small. That's, like, a quality of their character versus mm-hmm. medium. Most most humanoid characters are medium, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but a halfling and a gnome are both small. So, say there's, like, you know... There's a locked door, and there's bad guys coming at you, and you're like, we can't unlock the door. But there's, you know, a vent or a side tunnel. Nobody can fit through it mm-hmm. except the little guy. Now the little guy is like, and maybe they were the magic guy. Mm-hmm. Like, sorry, we're going to have to do this fight without the magic while you use your smallness instead of your magic to, like, crawl around through this little separate area mm-hmm. and then open the door from the other side. Now this party is split into two things going on. Two different obstacles with two different goals. One, surviving this like wave of zombies or whatever. One, 
find the way to open the door from the other side, they're right. the only ones who can get to the other Hope side. Hope you don't run into any more zombies. Yeah. Right? If you do, but like that you're makes a lot be of, on your own for that. That makes a lot of sense narratively. Yes. Right? Like, you know, you could... Oh, well, we're just going to have to... If we, we can't split the party because it's bad, so we're going to have to fight through this wave of zombies until we kill them all, and then we can send the little guy yeah. through the vent. Right? I if mean, you put a little time pressure on them and then, like, force them... Mm-hmm. That's, I guess, the, the upshot of this. The main tips and tricks is, like, hey, maybe do it in that situation. Do split the party because then that situation is more interesting. And I think more fun for the people involved. The one part of the party, now they have to like make do without something they previously relied on. Mm -hmm. The other one has to do something solo that only they can do. Right. And, you know, it doesn't have to be like that instance where one character goes off without the other ones. Like uh, in a dungeon, you need to press two pressure plates to like yeah, open, at the same the, time. open the the treasure door mm-hmm. right and they're down different corridors then you can have some really great like role-playing moments of like who goes with who you know like a la scooby-doo right yeah where, like hey, we need know, to split up to solve this Fred's problem. always like daphne with me what is the party composition that like you force your players to make an interesting decision who goes to which one how are they going to stay in contact with each other and then as they split up you throw different obstacles at them. Mm-hmm. And they could be the same. Like, they both have to fight zombies, but they're both fighting them separately. Right. So then, like, it just it creates more interesting relationships. You know, it's like, well, I didn't really like this. My character didn't really like this character before, but we went off together and we had each other's backs. So, mm-hmm. like, now I trust them. Yeah, so you can use it as... You, you can use the results also, yeah, for... Uh, narrative inspiration. Like, mm. my character's starting to change his mind about how he feels about this character. Now my character's less afraid of the dark or going off by themselves because they achieved something. Mm. Or, you know, like your human fighter who usually does the bulk of the, you know, the sword fighting and the monster killing while other characters support him is now like, oh shit, I really relied on a team. This is scary for me to do by myself and play that up for the, you know, Right. So, and like, if you stick to the never split the party, you're just denying your yeah your your story. You're denying rich storytelling mm. opportunities because, I mean, like, yeah, no, no fucking action movie is like, hey, everyone do the sensible thing and stay in the same room and solve all the problems together using right. good teamwork all the time. I mean, that's that's become a great a funny thing in like horror movies where they're like, we have to split up, and it's like. No. no right we gotta stay together but like we have to split up and it's like yeah. this is how people die and it's a hilarious joke it is and it's become uh it's become such a joke that like writers have to find interesting ways to like mm. make it reasonable that they would split up right and you're like ah oh, you know you shouldn't split up mm-hmm. but then they're like ah oh, but we need to get like this is a time sensitive thing so like you me we'll go take care of this real quick you guys do the main thing Fuck, but we are split up now, and yeah, now everybody's adrenaline is pumping. It's more dangerous. You know that splitting up is bad, but you gotta do it. Right. It's more dangerous, but it's boring. I so I watched a video a long time ago. I can't remember what specifically it was talking about. It was talking about video games and how um, 
like a player will optimize the fun out of a video game if they if you let them like let's take something like borderlands which is about getting loot in the form of guns Mm -hmm. if you give them just great loot all the time then they're going to take the best thing and then they're going to breeze through the game they're just going to waste everybody real easy because their gun is so good so you have to balance the game to not give them so good of tools that the game isn't fun anymore because if you give it to them Mm-hmm. They will optimize fun out of the gameplay experience. Splitting the party is a way you can stop them. So, like, maybe they've figured out their party synergy. They're like, this is how we do it. We put these two guys up front. This guy guards this guy, and the spellcaster does this. This is how we solve problems. Take that the fuck away from them. Gets yeah. interesting. Mm-hmm. Now, you're... We think this episode is important because uh, you, as a game master, might not have control because your players might just be like, well, I want to go this way. Right. And then another guy is like, well, I want to go the other way. Mm -hmm. And we're going to do what we're going to do. We said you can split the party, Mm -hmm. right? Like, as the game master, you can make the gate fall and, like, cut the party in half. Two guys are on the outside. The rest of the party is on the inside. The party is split. They have to solve that problem. Players might make that decision for you. They might make, you know, a quote-unquote dumb decision to split up horror movie style when maybe they shouldn't. But that is a curveball that as a game master, you should equip yourself to handle. Yeah. That's why we think this is an important episode. An important concept. Don't split the party might be good advice, especially depending on the game you're playing. But... What if they just do it anyway? Mm-hmm. Well, you want to just kill them for making that mistake? Maybe if or that's the game you're playing. they run into like, the edges of the map and you're like, well, you can't do that. Can't do that. Turn around. You know, yeah. That's not very good. It's not very nice. Nope, and it breaks immersion. Yeah. So, let's get into some tips for actually uh, running split parties. Here. Yeah. Whether you... Whether you set it up because you think it's going to be dangerous and dramatic or whether they make a dumb decision and do it, you know, against your advice. This is how these are some tips for handling it, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So when your party is split, whether that be through the game master's design or the player's design. You do, you're going to have to juggle, which is, you know, one of the things we said, you know, that's why it's kind of hard because you got to keep two things in mind. Um, So when they do split, make it, uh, think about it in like segments, like, uh, you know, like a TV show where there's like, you know, a B team and an A team Mm -hmm. and it cuts back and forth. Yeah. So we said it can be boring for players in the split party. You want to mitigate that. That's the first, like, big tip. Do what you can to make it not boring. And the way to do that is make sure everyone is always playing. So it might be a little more work on you, but, like, don't resolve a whole combat and then go back to the other half of the party. Mm-hmm. Do a couple turns. Yeah. And then be like, okay, you guys you done guys your are right actions. Here. Save it. In your mind, whatever, or like if you're playing with a grid, you yeah. guys are here. Cut back to the other party and 
try and keep that pacing dramatic like a book or a show. Mm-hmm. You want to be, you know, you want to be cutting back and forth to keep the action going. And actually, uh, I definitely want to revise what I just said. Okay. Uh, if you can, it's best to leave that, leave the like the split party on their action. So like they have time, and like okay, I'm gonna leave you for a minute and get back to these other guys. But you guys think about what right. you do next. Play the monster turn. Yeah. Okay, you guys turn next. Cut. Meanwhile. Yeah. Cut to them. Now, three players are sitting there thinking about how they're going to handle their round of the combat, which Mm -hmm. is coming right up because we're going to cut right back to them. Remember, you're cutting quickly. Yeah. Then, cut to the other side. Do the same thing. Give them a chance to do an action. Do the bad guy action or the world, whatever happens in Mm -hmm. the environment. Do that. Okay. It's going to be your guys' turn next. Cut back to the other group. That's got to be happening quick. It's got to be punchy. Pacing, timing is really key. Players sitting around doing nothing start to disengage. Yeah. And you want to avoid that. We talked about that in a couple previous episodes. We're reiterating it now. Mm-hmm. Players should always be playing. You should do your business as a game master quickly. And in the case of a split party, you should be cutting back and forth frequently so that players aren't sitting there for a long time doing nothing. Yeah. And, like, especially if you didn't plan it, if your players just did it, it's going to be probably a little difficult, especially because, like, oh, well, like, I had this one combat encounter planned, and now I only have half the party for it. Mm -hmm. So, like, you're going to have to make some changes on the fly, and then, like, well, oh, it was supposed to be a real quick combat if I had all four of my players, but Mm -hmm. now I only have two. So, like, it's probably going to take longer. It's going to be more dangerous. Yeah. And then, like, you know, my way my brain works is, like, I just get stuck finishing that encounter while, like, the other two people are just sitting there for, like, 20 minutes. Not getting to play. And that's frustrating. It's frustrating as a player. And then, you know, then I get, like, flustered as a game master and stuff starts to slip because I'm like, oh, well, I'll just throw... You know, this guy just, like, runs away out of that combat for no reason. But, like, I just need to wrap this up. So, Mm -hmm. like, one of the enemies just bails for no reason. Yeah. And then, like, you know, then you're you're off script and it's chaotic. And then, you know, after the session, you're like, man, I fucking suck as a (laughs) guy. And your confidence just takes a hit and you're like, fuck. I mean, so, yeah, we've all all had that session – Probably like if you're a game master, you've 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 probably run what feels to you like a stinker, mm-hmm. and you're like, Ugh, I don't want that. Um, you've lost your players' engagement, or like you mishandled your time, or whatever, and you're like, fuck, how do I, how do I bring that back? This is advice for that. You want to limit the time that players are sitting there doing nothing, as much as possible, and I think. The tip here is to, like, remember the rules of, you know, dramatic action sequences. Remember the rules of, like, you know, television and movies. Mm -hmm. Cut quickly and cut when the players are, like, teed up to do something. Like, when I come back, it's your turn. That way they're thinking about what they do next. Yeah. Um, And then also, yeah, just don't beat yourself up when 
Yeah. You know, let you it know, go. You make a mistake, you make a mistake. Uh, just, you know, forget about it. As long as, like, everyone's having fun, then you're doing okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so, next thing. This is going to help your players. You want to keep you want to keep the concept of like the goal or the mission prominent in their mind, and this should be this should be a little more. Uh, no, sorry, let me walk that back. This should be a little less immediate than like win the combat encounter. Right. You know. Well, I mean, I think that one's an easy one. If the party is split and like a team gets in combat, then they're gonna. You know, win the combat encounter. Yeah. That's like the main. They're going to be focusing that on that. They're always going to be focusing on mm-hmm. that. But what you want everyone to remember is like, we need to beat this combat, and other half of the party, we need to find a way to link back up with them mm-hmm. because, what is the reason you came into the dungeon in the first place? Right. We need to rescue the the you know the villagers that got kidnapped by the goblins. Remember that so that like everybody's actions are always working towards that. When you cut back to them, they're thinking like, okay, we need to link back up with the rest of the party as a stepping stone to what is the mission. When you forget the reason you're doing something as a player, Mm -hmm. that's another place where players kind of tend to disengage. So as a game master, be mindful of like getting too far into the weeds with one group. Like, you know, if the other group's on mission and then like... The neck, the the other, no, one group's on mission, and the other group is like, well, we're just looting. There probably needs to be a little intervention there. Yeah. Right, because it's just like, yeah, but your teammates need you. Mm-hmm. And if your teammates die, how are you gonna rescue mm-hmm. the villagers? Type of thing. Like, keep them on task. You keep them on okay. task by making it so they continue to play. And so it's something that's often well at least in our experiences, a little overlooked sometimes, just, like, how communication methods, like, if your party mm. does split up, uh, do they have radios? Do they have magic message the abilities or whatever, right? D&D. Um, so it's, I think it's always good to keep those, yeah. you know, in mind and always just have your players be able to talk to each other unless it's, like, you know, something that you've set it. up. Unless uh, yeah. it's something you've set up. If you've planned for it and you're like, this is how I'm going to separate them, mm. I'm going to do the horror movie thing where, then like... Then you can take it away. A lightning strike yeah. took down the cell phone tower. Our cell phones don't work. That's why they didn't call the police type of thing. Right. If you're going to do that, you know, plan to do but that. And that. that's part of the plan, right? Yeah. So if it's not something that you plan for, because, like, if you want to get a team, some one group back on mission... Like, what you could do is, like, you know, write a little sticky note and, like, call for help. Yeah. You know, at you in character get on the radio or send a message and be like, hey, so you guys went down that other passageway. You find, you know, a way through the door yet? Yeah. Or are you just fucking off? <laughs> right? If you, then, hey, if you look in this direction, where does that passageway lead? Can we link back up somehow? The, yeah, the concept of players being able to communicate one way or another. D&D has a lot of fixes for it. There's a lot of like minor spells and cantrips mm-hmm. that allow to like send a message, send a message or, or do a little telepathy or whatever. Um, if you're playing something sci-fi, maybe put it in your players' heads or your players will probably ask for it if you've been doing the same mission for a little bit. They're like, hey, can we get some walkie-talkies? Because maybe it's happened. Maybe mm-hmm. they did a split and they're like, whoops, uh, we couldn't communicate information to one guy that would have been helpful 
next session might start with mm-hmm. them being like, can we get something, can we get some radios right. so that we can solve that problem? And again, like if it's planned, feel free to take that away from them because yeah. like. If you're building the encounter around separating them and cutting them off, mm-hmm. fuck yeah, do it. But if not, it's great if they have a way to connect with each other right. because then a player can put the urgency on the rest of the party. Right, like, you know, two player or two uh, party splits in a dungeon and, like, one team's on mission, the other team, like, fucks with a tomb and, like, a big skeleton boy pops out, right? Send a message. Be like, we need some help. Or we need to stay on mission. Mm-hmm. You guys got to get out of that fight. Yeah. Or something like that. Um, and that I think, um, we're not going to get super into the weeds on that concept, but do remember that like not everything has to be to the death mm-hmm. in a role-playing experience. Yeah. That is going to be the instinct of most players. Right. Is to, like, you put an enemy in front of them, they're going to want to kill it. They're going to try and finish that fight. But like, you know, put the idea in their head that like maybe if a goblin gets shot, with an arrow, he doesn't want to stick around. Maybe he runs away. Plant the idea that they can try and run away too. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe instead of finishing a poorly balanced combat encounter, because it's too dangerous for them, they should try and, like, slip away down a side passage. Mm-hmm. Get back on mission or come back later with the full squad. Yeah. And that's a that's a whole different, much bigger concept about how to run combat and like should combat always be to the death or whatever. Mm-hmm. Good it episode, I knew. Doesn't always have to be, and you know maybe keep that in your players' minds so that you know when they are looking at their toolbox and thinking of the things that they are capable of doing and what needs to be done, they could be like, uh, eh, maybe we bail on this. Maybe it's more important to solve this problem and deal with something else. But, um... Right, because at the end of the day... That's not specific to splitting the party. At the end of the day, the party's always got to come back together, Mm -hmm. eventually. Right? Otherwise, that's... uh, That just seems like... Well, ass. Yeah. Right? Like, if you're... If your team literally just splits up and, like, well, we're going to go 100 miles in that direction and we're going to go 100 miles in the other direction and bye. Yeah. Like, that 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 shouldn't, uh, you know, then make them make new characters and be like, you keep your characters over there if that's really what they want to do. But, like. Yeah, because maybe they're not part of this story anymore if they, mm-hmm. if they commit to doing something like that. The story is this way. Yeah. Um, or maybe the story is where they go, but if they commit to it, then they might just, like, they might die doing something irrelevant mm-hmm. while the rest of the party wants to stay on mission. So, I don't know. That that can be tricky. And that's definitely, uh, I think, a uh, different topic. Yeah, Diff- um, different topic of a if, different episode. If that happens, then that, that is not what we're talking about, splitting the party. We're splitting, with the, uh, the idea of splitting the party we're talking about is splitting the party for maybe... A couple hours yeah. or however fast game time goes and then coming back together. Yeah, I think you could like I think you could end the session with the parties with the party separated mm-hmm. as long as like the next session you get back one together. of the first things they do is finish a thing and get back together. Yeah. Um, you know, good dramatic cliffhanger to end a session on. But mm-hmm. yeah, we're we're talking about do split the party for good gameplay and good narrative and good drama, 
with the idea that the party is still on one mission together and they're going to get back together and focus on it. Yes. Right. So last uh, last tip. Yep. Uh, is is a pretty big one. Yes. Um, and a lot of the examples we've been seeing actually don't do a great job of this. No. So. Which is why, like, you know, send a message, get back on mission. You guys just looting over there? Mm-hmm. Come back. So the tip is make sure that what one half of the party is doing is relevant to the other half. Like, you know, the gnome sneaks through a vent to try and open the door from the other side because the they rest of the party, the door. yeah, the rest of the party is trapped on that side of the door with a monster trying to kill them, type of thing. Um, example I wrote down is the garbage compactor scene in the first Star Wars. The party is split, so the droids are up in the, you know, the little computer room, whatever, and they're the only ones who can stop the thing from crushing everybody else. Mm-hmm. But there's, you know, a security officer on on the outside of the door. Like, open up. We need to talk to you. Why is this door unmanned? Whatever. So one part of the party is doing a dramatic, you know, like charisma-driven interpersonal standoff where they have to, like, convince the guys not to beat them up or, you know, not to... They have to, like, talk their way out of a tense situation while the rest of the party is in a physical danger situation, which they have to survive long enough for the other half of the party to, like, pull the lever and save them type of thing. Mm-hmm. That That's a good cinematic example. It's harder to, you know... Well, it's definitely harder when you are you didn't plan for it, yeah. right? Like, if this isn't a planned split of the party... Then how did you like? How would you have been able to plan to make both right? Like both sequences lead into each other. If like, well, you guys are in a in a castle, sneaking around trying to steal the the ruby necklace, but like, I don't know. The the drunk was like, oh, is that the kitchen? Yeah, well, I'm gonna go get beer. Okay. Uh, so maybe so you're splitting the party for a bad reason, mm-hmm. and I didn't plan for that. But maybe uh, in the kitchen, like the the like cook is passed out and has keys. Yeah. So this is the tip. The tip is to make one half of the party make what one half of the party is doing relevant to the other half, and vice versa, or at least one way. It should at least be one way. It might not always be, be reciprocating. Yeah. But at least one way, and I think the thing to do there, like keys is a great example. I think levers in, Mm -hmm. you know, like Zelda type dungeon design, just remember that sort of basic video game level design. Mm -hmm. Try and keep those concepts in your head. Put something there where if they interact with it, it changes something on the other side. Right. And you don't have to like have that mapped out in your super detailed plan of the castle or the dungeon or whatever. You can just like make up. And you could also kick that can down the road. Maybe it doesn't matter immediately. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you know, you go up on a ridge or the sniper goes up on a ridge, right, where the team is walking through the valley. Mm-hmm. Maybe the sniper sees, like, some smoke off in the way distance. Has nothing to do with, like, the, I don't know, you guys are hiking to, like, the water source to kill the, like, frog monster. Mm. Right? But... Sniper sees something that, like, 
maybe that's a point of interest for later. Yeah. Or like a warning of something else mm, coming. Yes. So when he gets back together, he can't tell them yet. But when he gets back together, maybe he doesn't. He just, like, he went the wrong way, or didn't go the wrong way, but he went a way that, like, leaves him out of a combat encounter. Mm -hmm. It's like, shit, we could really use this guy's help, but he's not here, and he's just trying to, like, get through some terrain Mm -hmm. and get back to the rest of the party. But when he gets there, he saw something. Yeah, I saw a, you know, a bandit camp. Yeah. So there's bandits in the area. We need to watch out for that. And then, instead of being, you know, taken prisoner in their sleep that Mm -hmm. night when they camp, they've set a watch and it's changed the... You know, it's changed the encounter. It's changed the encounter to something they were ready for because they were looking out for it because they knew there was bandits in the area mm-hmm. type of thing. So, yeah. Make sure the two split parties, make sure whatever they're doing has relevance to each other. That plays into the idea of, like, keeping them on mission, keeping mm-hmm. them on task. They should have a thing that affects the other party somehow. Right. I mean, because it comes down to, like, you can't be in two places at once, but sometimes you need to be. Or sometimes it's beneficial to be, mm-hmm. right? And that's just real life. So the idea that, like, oh, because it's a role-playing game and, like, it's balanced a specific way, we can never do that. Uh, you know, we think that's kind of false. There's there's ways to do it correctly. Yeah. Um, there's just some things you got to watch out for. And I think that's, yeah. So we don't have a ton of, like really by-the-book tips of how to do this. We just have... No, but also, when do we have it? Yeah. But we have advice. And it's mostly to just, like, think on your feet and keep some of these things in mind and keep the pacing punchy. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think the thesis, still the same. Maybe do split the party. The idea that you should never split the party, I mean, it's kind of lame. It's really limiting. Like, why would you never do... Yeah, right? Never is a... Is a, is a... Is a, is a no-no word. Yes. It's bad. I was like, never. Never say never, and then you're like, oh, but you that said never. Him. And then you shoot him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, you said it. <laughs> Dead. Yeah. Like, why never? And if a game system says, oh, never do it this way, well, maybe think of, think of ways to do it, because... Yeah, because yeah, only shooting stars break that mold. Or, yep. Wait, yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Smash Mouth. <laughs> and how good is the first Shrek? <laughs> and also the second Shrek. Shrek's pretty good. <laughs> I thought the third one was fine. Uh, but I really loved the new Puss in Boots. That kicked ass. Yes, it did. <clears throat> so that's not we, what we're talking before, about. Yes, uh, let's let's wrap up. Yeah. Then, All right. Let's recap. We're bleeding into Shrek. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So we talked about this was a do split the party with question. a question mark, and I think at the end we're saying a hard yes sometimes. sometimes. The party. And sometimes, sometimes it's just gonna happen, and, and it you might can't happen. Do anything yeah, about it without yeah. And if your players do, it really shouldn't be a game ender. It shouldn't be like oh, players did a thing. That is kind of against an old 70s era so I'm gonna punish them. thing, so they should die for it. Yeah. That's, I don't think, very good game mastering. Mm-hmm. You should be a little more flexible than that. Because that's also not a very interesting mm-hmm. answer. Yes. So, But there are some serious concerns, right? Yes. You know, so we talked about balancing. We talked about that. There are reasons not to split the party. Good, legitimate, logistical, and like 
cognition reasons. It's hard to run two sessions simultaneously. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that can be boring for the players. Yep. Right? Because there's a lot of time, there's a lot of downtime for one or the other group, right? Mm-hmm. But why do? We talked about reasons to split the party. One. Well, three, you can increase danger, you can increase mm-hmm. reward, and you can dial up the drama. Yes, it's all, all about that drama. Good things to have in your role-playing experience. Mm-hmm. It also uh, allows player characters to explore and sometimes force them to yeah. explore uh, just different ways to approach problems. Uh, you know, they got to really think about what can my character do? How can I get over this? Because right. the... The usual way I do it isn't available because my teammates aren't here, whatever, mm-hmm. right? I, I really like the halfling gnome, you mm-hmm. know, sneak through event example because how often in a D&D game do you actually think about what size your character is? Everyone is just, everyone is in one grid square. People don't think yeah. about, halflings are small. That is a quality mm-hmm. with some rules to it. They can do some stuff that bigger people can't. That type of, you know, thinking really lets players get into the character, do some fun stuff. So, yeah. Also, why split the party? Well, you might not have a fucking choice. Your players might do it for you. Yeah. And when that happens, you, you got to be able to roll with yeah. it. Yeah. You need to be able to handle it, right? Hit, so, hit that curveball. Right? couple, you know, main tips to keep in mind. Uh, switch back and forth often. Yep. Pacing. Uh, try to, you know, hit it so... When you leave one player group, they're discussing their next move. So it isn't just downtime; it's mm-hmm. like planning. It's planning time. time. It's like it's tactical combat still, mm-hmm. and then they're gonna do their turn when it comes back around to them. Right. Remind your players of like the main goal, the the actual mission that they're on. Right. Don't let them get too far into the weeds where it's just like, well, I'm gonna loot this whole room. Yeah. I'm gonna look in every little fucking cabinet and cranny and whatever. Hey, man, why don't you open that door? Yeah. Make yourself useful. Mm-hmm. And then last thing, make what the two separate groups are doing have relevance on what the other is doing. Mm-hmm. If someone has, like, the switch to open a thing, that's great. That should be what they're trying to do, but, like, make it hard for them. They're dealing with a separate obstacle. Mm-hmm. Other parties doing this thing. One of them needs to, like, save the other or, right. you know. Find a different way to approach the obstacle that is in the way of the main goal. Uh, or, you know, find something that has relevance later. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have to be immediate. Could be because maybe you didn't plan for it. And you didn't have the, you know, like, garbage compactor. You didn't have the keys to the castle on the cook. Right. You didn't have that planned. Whatever. Fine. But, like, throw them a clue. You don't even need to know what it does yet. No, yeah. You find a sealed letter. Yeah. Oh, but great. you can't open it yet. Yeah, you're right? too busy. You need too to hurry. Busy. You know. But when they get to camp at the beginning of next session... Crack that letter. You've oh, had time palace to, intrigue. like, write what it is. Yeah. You know, just kick it down the road yeah. if you need to. Mm-hmm. And I think that's it. Now... You're fully prepared for any <laughs> of, for any permutation of party members splitting in whichever direction, and you'll be able to handle it. No problem. No problem. And it's not even a thing anymore, and we can just retire the phrase forever. Never split the party. Right? We Dog, nailed we it. We killed it. <laughs> we're amazing. <laughs> uh, and on that note, we're going to end 
this episode of Two-Handed Game Master. <laughs> yes. Um, be sure to check us out on 2HGM.com. There you can find the link to Drive Through RPG that shows our beautiful game Afterlife. Mm-hmm. Kicks ass. Uh, original role-playing setting and rules. Uh, print copy and PDF copy available. If you mm-hmm. buy the print copy, you get the PDF for free. Mm-hmm. Pretty good deal. Yep. Color illustrations. It looks pretty dope. Uh, it's a fun game. Check it out. Um, we also have some other crap on our website. Old Eclipse Engine. Yeah. We have some other little like mini games. For and, free and, and whatever. All you free know. stuff. Patreon, Twitter. We're Be sure to support us on yeah, Patreon because that's it. where all the money comes from so far. Yep. Um, I think that about do it. Uh, real quick, check out uh, Puss in Boots, yeah. The Last Wish. This is coming out a couple months late, but it's probably on streaming now. Probably has been for a little bit. You didn't see it. It's awesome. Um, and yeah, thank you to the Burning Saviors for the use of the song Pond Hill is Finest as the intro and outro to our show. We will see y'all next time. See you next time. Pew.